there. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It's Thursday, September the 23rd, and I'm so glad you're able to spend a little time with me. I have a chair reserved for you at the table. Today on the program, we're going to take a look at what it takes to seek Jesus. You know, it, it sounds really good to say you're a follower of Christ, you seek Jesus, um, you expect to find him. But, you know, I personally struggle with the fact that I've got to do work to find him. You know, that's not easy for me. And I want to make that point today. We're going to talk about this. We'll read the gospel from today's Mass. And I think the message is a powerful one because the message reminds us that finding Jesus, looking for Jesus, requires, number one, desire. And number two, it requires some action. You know, we don't want to oversimplify what it takes to have a relationship with Jesus. There's something that we have to do. And I'll be the first to tell you that for many years, I wasn't doing my part. And therefore, I didn't have a great relationship with Jesus. That wasn't his fault. That was my fault. We're going to look in this gospel at an unlikely source of someone who did just that. Who's someone who sought, we'll look at someone who sought out Jesus. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. If you read the gospel from today's Daily Mass, you already know who it is. But And I'm going to say, I'm going to recommend that we imitate this person. And when you hear who this person is, you are going to be surprised, again, if you don't know. At any rate, lots of good stuff coming on. I am getting prepared to uh, to head in the car and to travel up to New Britain, Connecticut to speak at the 2021 Catholic Men's Conference. Uh, I'm going to tell you more about that on the other side of our prayer, but I do just want to remind you that there will be no podcast tomorrow. There will be no podcast for Friday, September the 24th. So don't panic when I don't show up. I'm going to be on my way to Connecticut. We will resume, God willing, on Monday. I'll be back on Monday, the 27th of September. But we'll talk more about after the prayer. Right now, Let's place ourselves in the presence of our Heavenly Father and let's recognize that whether we feel it or not, He's with us right now. And whether we feel it or not, He cares about hearing what we have to say. Man, that's hard to get through my brain sometime, you know? It's hard to appreciate just how much our Father cares about us, but He really does. So let's turn to Him now in prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son, And of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you once again for the privilege of being able to turn to you in prayer. You know, Father, um, whether I feel your presence or not, I know through faith that you're present with me right now. And I know because of that, that you are going to take care of my needs if I turn to you and ask you for help. Now, sometimes... You're going to answer in a way that might not please me. You might answer in an unconventional way. You might answer not as fast as I would like. But I'm going to trust you, Father. I'm going to trust you because you have done such a good job shepherding your people over the years. Father, we turn to you today as your children and ask you to provide for all of our needs. We ask you to watch over our family and our friends, our acquaintances. We ask you, Father, to draw us closer to you through the lead of your, by following your son, Jesus. 
We ask you, Father, to put an end to the division and hatred we see, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And we ask you to use us as your instruments of peace. In order to spread that peace, however, we need to feel it internally. So we ask for that internal peace. Whether we're suffering right now, whether things are going great for us, whatever the reason, whatever our situation, we ask you to pour your peace and your love into our hearts right now. Father, I ask you to awaken your Holy Spirit in me so that I can deliver the message that you have for us today. And please open all of our hearts and minds so that we can not only hear your words, but willingly respond in a way that pleases you. We ask these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. You know, um, uh, my wife and I were having a discussion on the way back from daily Mass today, talking about the, the, the Lord's timing. You know, why did he take so long to send a Savior? We don't know. And I think learning to deal with that uncertainty is it, it goes a long way to giving us the peace that we look for. We're all looking for peace. And, and sooner or later, I think, too, and this is, boy, this has been a battle for me. It still is a battle for me because I'm a control freak. But in order to feel that peace that the Lord wants us to have, He wants us to be peaceful, He wants us to be happy. In order to feel that peace and experience that happiness, at some point in time, we've got to acknowledge that He knows best. And he loves us and he's all powerful and we trust him. And we have to make that decision to trust him. You know, sometimes we think trust is a feeling. It's, it's not. It's a decision. And in order to choose to trust, there has to be some uncertainty. Otherwise, you're not trusting. And that's tough for people like me. <laughs> that's really tough. But when we learn to trust, when we learn to put our trust in God, that's when the peace comes. So through my ministry, I'm going to continue to do what I can to encourage you to trust him. I've seen how faithful he is. I've seen him it play out in my life. I've seen it in the lives of his people. Does that mean I, I trust him? I choose to trust him all the time? No, I still struggle sometimes, more often than I should, but it's a process. So don't be too hard on yourself if you struggle with this. There's a, there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do, you know, especially if you're used to being self-sufficient and taking care of all your problems on your own. It requires a lot to surrender your lives to Jesus. You know, it takes a lot. But let's continue to do it one day at a time. My name is Gary Zimek, and this is Following the Truth. And as I said at the start of the program, no program tomorrow, no podcast tomorrow, Friday the 24th of September, because I'll be traveling up to New Britain, Connecticut to speak at a, this is amazing, like a 5,000 seat, five, I forget if it's five or 6,000 seat baseball stadium. It's going to be an outdoor event, uh, weather permitting. I think the weather forecast is looking pretty good, so I'm pretty sure we're going to be outside. Along with, I'll, I'll be speaking along with Father Don Calloway and Dr. Ralph Martin, Dr. Blythe Kaufman, some some really great Catholic speakers, and and, and me. I mean, <laughs> I am so blessed to be in with this uh, this great crowd uh, speaking to men and women from, I think it spans four dioceses in the state of Connecticut. Women have been invited to attend the conference as well. I think there was a lot of interest in hearing the speakers. So 
this is kind of cool. You know, post-COVID, a lot of people have been locked down and they're ready to get out there. I, I sure am. I sure am ready to hit the road. But so we're not going to do a podcast tomorrow. You can, if you're interested, if you, if you really miss me, I mentioned this on the program yesterday. There is my weekly podcast, The Gary Zimak Show. That will be available tomorrow for, from the same source that you got this podcast. And uh, that's a focus. I'll be looking at the mass readings as I do each week for this coming Sunday. So that will be available. But if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to mention this now before I forget. Please keep me in your prayers. Keep all the speakers in your prayers and for this, this conference this weekend. And also keep the attendees in your prayers. This is big stuff, you know. We're getting out there. Many of us have been unable to attend any conference like this for a long time. And now it's becoming possible. So we just pray that the Holy Spirit will work in us to really, um, in a powerful way, that we, and, and lives will be changed. So please keep us in your prayers this, uh, this weekend. All right, the other big news is my book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. It's out now. I'm holding it in my hand. It's so I'm so blessed that to be involved with the Word Among Us Press. This is my first book for them. Uh, it's my tenth book. I, I find that hard to believe. Ten years in ministry, ten books. Uh, I just am so grateful that God is using me as His instrument. Find a journey with God, finding peace and happiness. The book explains what it takes to know, to love, and to serve God. I break it down. The book has three sections. Um, three chapters per section, knowing, loving, serving God, the meaning of life. That's why we're here. This book breaks it down. And in order to find peace and happiness in life, a relationship with God is needed. He created us that way so that we're only going to find lasting peace and happiness through a relationship with him. Yeah, there's going to be times, even for atheists, that they, they feel pretty peaceful and they're pretty happy. But that's only when things are going well externally in their lives. You know, when sickness, when financial difficulties, when loneliness, when those things come up, unless you have a relationship with God, you're going to really, really suffer and lose your peace. But the beautiful thing about Christianity is that by following Jesus and by becoming one with him, through baptism and entering into his mystical body, the church, we're all of a sudden drawn into a relationship with our Father in heaven, our common Father, my Father, Jesus' Father. We have the same Father and the Holy Spirit. So we're part of that Trinitarian relationship, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that is a privilege. And that's where the peace comes in. So if you are interested in exploring the meaning of life, you know, why you're here, how to enter into that relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I recommend that you pick up a copy of my new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. It's an easy read. You know, it's, uh, what is it, 100 and 150 pages. I like to keep my books relatively simple. But there are things in this book that I talk about that I've never spoken about before in other books. Things that, some revelations that have come to me many of which occurred over the past year. So this book was written during a, a difficult time for me and my family during this COVID lockdown. Uh, my wife was suffering from some pretty severe anxiety at the time. All of my speaking engagements were canceled. So this was a tough period in time for me. 
But, I, but the Lord really spoke to me and gave me some new messages, and, and I'm, I'm anxious to share them with you. So Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness, now available from the Word Among Us Press. The easiest way to find a book is just go to my website, followingthetruth.com, and you'll see uh, an image, a little button right on the website, on, the, on every page, right-hand side. It's going to be obvious. Click on that. That'll direct you to Amazon.com where you can purchase the book. Um, any questions, just email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. We talked a little bit about the book yesterday on the program. I'm not going to talk more about it today. I might in the future. We might break it down a little bit. But today I want to talk about this idea of um, encountering Jesus and why it can be so difficult. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, followingthetruth.com is my website. That's the place to go to find out about me, to book me to speak at your church or your conference or to lead a retreat or parish mission, followingthetruth.com. You can also contact me through the website or if you want, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email. You can just email me that way, okay? Um, Following Jesus. Let me read this gospel. It's short. It's only two verses. This is the gospel from today's daily mass. It's from Luke chapter 9, verses 7 through 9. Let's read this. Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was greatly perplexed. Because some were saying John has been raised from the dead. Others were saying Elijah has appeared. And still others, one of the ancient prophets has has arisen. But Herod said, John I beheaded. Who then is this about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. Isn't that interesting? Herod. Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening. He heard about Jesus. And he was perplexed. He wanted to know, who is this Jesus who, about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. Herod. Not the same Herod that was present at the time, ruling at the time of the birth of Jesus. So sometimes the multi, multiple Herods get confusing. But nonetheless, this Herod, this king, he wanted to see Jesus. He was seeking him out. He had a desire to see him. And he made the effort to look for him. Now, it, it, it's for, remember I said at the beginning of the program, I'm going to ask you to imitate someone who you might not feel comfortable imitating or a very unlikely person who I would say to imitate, but I'm going to say imitate Herod in your life. To find Jesus and to enter into a relationship with him requires both the desire, you got to want to meet him, and two, action. You got to do something. So we need more than the desire. We need to be willing to put our money where our mouth is and go out And do what's necessary to encounter Jesus. Now I'm going to say, this for me is difficult. It can be very difficult because I am somebody who is very much influenced by my feelings. The Holy Spirit's working with me on this and I'm trying to cooperate. I understand that following your feelings gets you into a lot of trouble. It, it It doesn't work in the spiritual life and it doesn't work for life in general. 
one of the main things, one of the main complications or the, the, the negative influences or consequences, that's the word I'm looking for, consequences of following your feelings is for those of us who tend to be worriers, right? Because what we do is we tend to conjure up what-if scenarios. What if I lose my job? What if I get a terminal illness? What if somebody in my house dies? What if, uh, you know, this storm blows my house down? And, And any number of other scenarios, all of which, until they happen, are imaginary. But some of us are really good at anticipating potential problems. And what happens when we do that? And I'm not saying don't make preparations. It's always good to be prepared. If you see a potential problem happening, do what you can to, to you know, to put yourself out of danger and to, 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 to mitigate um, any potential negative consequences coming from the problem. In other words, do something if you can. But those of us who tend to be worriers, those of us who tend to catastrophize, I think that's the professional term for, for what we do, we tend to make mole, mountains out of molehills. And we take imaginary scenarios. What if I lose my job? Well, until you lose your job, that's an imaginary situation, you know. Putting money aside, that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's concern. That's responding to concern. That's good. But when you start to panic and you start to worry about what might happen and when I'm going to run out of money, and in other words, doing things that really go above and beyond concern. When you start doing that and you dwell or worry on the negative potential problems that may come your way, the what-ifs, your feelings are going to be negative. You're going to be scared, even though what you're worried about hasn't happened yet. So you're, you're thinking bad things, therefore you feel bad things. Your feelings respond or correspond with your thoughts. So if you think bad things, you're going to feel bad. And that could be a problem because some of us can get stuck in that cycle of negative thinking or stinking thinking, as they call it in AA. That stinking thinking, that, 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 that negative way of looking at everything, waking up and anticipating nothing but problems. You know, that, that's going to take away your hope in a hurry. But as followers of Christ... What we're called to do is keep our focus on Him. And in order to do that, we've got to do something. And this is where we look at Herod. Herod was seeking to find Jesus. Maybe not for the right reasons. He was intrigued by Him and he wanted to find Him. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to put our worrying aside for a few minutes, to open up our Bible, or to read the daily Mass readings, or to encounter Jesus in the sacraments, or to pray, and to turn off the news on TV, or stop scrolling your social media feed on the internet. Are we willing to do that? To seek Jesus, who loves us, who is with us, and who is bigger than our problems. Are we willing to do that? Number one, do we have the desire? And number two, Do we want to put that desire into practice? And it's only when you do those two things, or when you do that one thing, really, the desire, I I mean, that we might have to work on the desire, 
But as St. Ignatius once said, even if you don't have the desire to grow closer to God, pray for the desire to have the desire, right? And that's an important thing. Like you might not care about having a deeper relationship with the Lord. I hope you do. If you're listening to this show, you probably do. But it might not be like really a driving interest of yours. But I recommend you pray that you do get that desire. Because when you do first have that desire and then put it into practice, in other words, I want to encounter Jesus more deeply and then do something about it, you're going to have that peace and happiness you look for. But it's hard. You know why it's hard? Because there are so many distractions and temptations in this world. And, and you know, I, was, uh, I shared in my daily email reflection today that I'm struggling to feel the Lord's presence this week. I'm still praying. I'm still reading scripture. I'm still going to daily mass. I'm still writing about him. I'm still speaking about him, doing these podcasts. But I'm not really feeling him this week. And I think a lot of it has to do with the distractions that are all around me. Not only do I have to prepare for this conference this weekend, but I've got some book deadlines My new book is out. As a family, we have more activities. They're all church-related this week. I mean, it's good stuff. We're getting out in the world again, but it's distracting. And these distractions, even good things, you know, getting out, getting involved in church activities in a world where COVID is still a reality, that's a distraction. You know, that is a real distraction listening to the bad news wherever you get it from tv internet radio your friends that's a distraction that bad news is out there but the thing with the bad news is you could control that you can turn off that source of the bad news yes be prepared be prepared be informed but how much do you need to expose yourself to and that's something we've learned to do in our house. We just got it. We just got to disconnect from the craziness out there in the world. And we try to do that. Eileen and I, we say our prayers together in the morning. We make it a point to limit our TV exposure. You know, not all bad news all the time because that's going to make you feel bad. But this is see, this is imitating hurry. And again, it sounds crazy to imitate hurry, but He was intrigued by Jesus and made that decision. He was going to seek him out. Don't imitate anything else Herod did, but that is a good thing. Make that decision. Decide to see what Jesus is all about. And then make it, do what you have to do to encounter him. And I guarantee if you take those steps to encounter him, but it does require work. As I learned for many, you know, as I look back on my life now, for many years, I was going to Mass every every week, but I still didn't have a good relationship with Jesus because that's all I was doing. I was sitting my rear end in the pew and doing nothing. I was receiving Him at least every week, but I wasn't praying. I wasn't paying attention when Scripture was read at Mass. I wasn't reading the Bible on my own. You know, I was going through the motions. Jesus was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was there for me. He's waiting for me. But you can't have a relationship 
without two participants. Him doing all of his work is not going to help the relationship unless I reciprocate, right? And that's the mistake I made. So that's my advice to you today. And I guarantee it will bear fruit by putting into practice what Herod did. Every time I say that, it just kind of sticks in my throat a little bit. It sounds weird, but by making the decision that you want to meet Jesus and to doing it, to putting it into practice, you do that and you're going to see the fruit of your decision. It really is beneficial. And you will find that peace. But that doesn't mean you're going to always feel that peace. And that's a distinction that I always like to make because it doesn't necessarily feel good all the time. There are times when I absolutely feel the presence of Christ in my life. But there are other times, like this week, and I know it's because there's a lot of craziness going on that I don't really feel it. But I'm acting on my belief through faith that He is present. Because I know He is. And when I receive Him in the Eucharist, as I'm blessed to be able to do on a daily basis, I know that the grace I'm receiving is helping me. It's transforming me into his image so that I now have the the medicine, if you want to call it that, to help me to become more Christ-like. And it, But it doesn't always happen because I still have to cooperate with that grace. But, you know, by faith, I know that it's still possible for me to encounter the Lord, and I know that I'm doing that. And I know that the feelings will come back. might be later today. It might be tomorrow, might take a few days, might even be longer than that. I don't know. But I've been through this before. The spiritual life, it's got an ebb and flow to it. It's got hills and it's got valleys. You got the mountaintop sometimes and you're down deep in the valley sometimes. That's all part of it, you know. But God is faithful. He's consistent. He's with us. And he's bigger than those problems that we allow to distract us. And that's the message that I have for you today. He's there. You just got to look for him. Keep doing that and you will be fine. All right. So thank you for hanging out with me. I'm going to miss you this week. Unless you happen to be in Connecticut, maybe I'll get to meet you. I hope that's the case. Again, please, if you would, please pray for me and everybody else who will be just participating in the Catholic Men's Conference in New Britain, Connecticut this weekend. I'm going to be praying for you. God willing, I will be back here on Monday with you for another episode of Following the Truth. I thank you for all of your support. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for donating to my ministry. It really means a lot to me. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. God bless you. And again, if you need me, you can always email me, even when I'm not on the air. Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go to do that. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.